Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time. And let's grow stronger in our faith. Hey, today on the show, I am so excited because I am kicking off a series called Breakfast Club. And the reason that I called it Breakfast Club is because I have had the awesome honor the last few months of being able to speak at the Breakfast Club that is hosted at my house in the mornings. And it has been such a joy to study God's Word and to ponder and to think about what does the next generation need to hear about God to understand and to understand who God is and to understand what faith looks like and to understand who Jesus is. And so it has given, it's it's just been really fun for me and given me a new perspective. When you come to the Bible and look at it and say, if I knew nothing about this book, how do I help it make sense? to come at it from fresh eyes and to see it that way and to say, okay, I can stand up and I can talk about Jesus, but I have to explain who Jesus is. And so the the next four podcasts that we're going to be doing are this series we're calling Breakfast Club. And I am just simply going to share what God has put on my heart. I'm going to share just some basic fundamental things about the faith that I hope and pray these kids have eyes to see and ears to hear. And it's, it is not rocket science, my friends, but it is just good fundamentals. And if you've been around sports any amount of time, you know that when you're good with the fundamentals, you're good with the game. So um, this is not going to be fancy, but this is straight from my heart. And my hope is that it can serve as a launch pad for you, that it might inspire you to share your faith, that it might give you insight into how to share with somebody in your life that maybe is not walking with the Lord, or if nothing else, just be a really good reminder. And um, it has been so fun to see how God has used this and how he is using it. And so this is my humble offering called Breakfast Club. I'm just going to pray before we start. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for who you are, God. And the more I study you and get to know you, the more awestruck I am. God, I thank you that you alone are worthy of all of our worship and praise, of all of our focus. So God, I pray that this time would glorify and honor you. Would you give us eyes to see you, ears that hear you, and hearts that are open to continuing to grow in love with you. In your name, amen. Okay, so when we started the first breakfast club, it was a little bit daunting because I was like, what is the first thing that I want to say to these kids about God? And man, I had to ponder that (laughs) for a while because God is big and He is awesome and there's a lot of awesome things about Him. And I had no way of knowing where these kids were going to be at. It is going to be a wide variety of kids with a wide variety of backgrounds and a wide variety of ages and interests. And so um, as I prayed and fasted about it, the Lord really put this on my heart. And so episode one is called You Are Seen. And we're going to talk all about God being the God who sees me. 
And so I just want to start by um, sharing a little story about being seen because, I mean, really, don't we all want to be seen by somebody? I mean, nobody gets up in the morning and says, I hope I'm invisible today. I mean, that is just not very fun. We want to be seen by people. We want our family to see us and notice us and understand where we're at. We want our friends to see us. We want maybe a special friend, a boy, or if you're a boy, you want a girl to see you. And, you know, I remember when I first saw Ben at church about, um, would have been about seven years ago, and I made it so that he could see me because I was up sitting in the back of the church and he was down near the front. And after the service was over, he stood up and started to walk up the aisle. And I was like, that is Ben. And he used to go to Bethel. And I had a huge crush on him like 15 years ago, which gives away my age. And I want to be seen by him. I want to run into him. And so you guys, I am like embarrassed to admit this, but I stood in my seat and timed it so that as I exited the church, I would exit the church at the exact same time as Ben because I wanted him to see me. And it worked. We bumped into each other and I was like, hey, I think I know you. And he was like, I feel like I'd remember you. I was like, well, my name's Amint. And he goes, oh yeah, 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 I do remember you. And he had two high school boys with him at the time they were living with him. And so we stood and talked and, and he walked away and I was like, Yep, that's the guy I'm going to marry. Guys, I'm not even kidding. Like, I just felt it that quickly. And my best friend rolled her eyes and she thought I was crazy. And, but for the next several months, and don't take this to mean that my heart wasn't in the right place when I went to church, but I would look for Ben and I would try to position myself so that I could be seen by him. And, Isn't it that true about life is that we will spend time at school. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, you'll go to certain places in the lunchroom when you're at school, or maybe now if you're at work, um, you will position yourself so your boss can see you working hard or your coworkers will see you working hard or because we want to be seen. We want to feel like our life matters and it, it doesn't matter where we're at. That's how we are. And And let's just face it, being invisible is not fun. And the reason that I know that is because I've had times in my life where I feel invisible, but I've also um, struggled with that with my kids. And so I'm going to share a little story about my daughter, Livy. When we, we had moved to Tennessee when she was in third grade, and it did not work out. And so we came home. But when she came home, everything had changed, and her friends had moved on. And I remember the first day she went to school all excited, and she came home just in tears because nobody had wanted to sit by her. So she sat by herself at lunch, and she nobody wanted to play with her on the playground during recess. And she had come home by herself, and so she just felt invisible. And she was devastated. And this went on for really long time. Girls can be kind of cruel in elementary school. And I just remember as a mom that broke my heart because we tried our hardest at home to make her feel seen and make her feel loved, but she felt utterly invisible at school and she was miserable. And I remember crying out to God and being like, God, how can I help my daughter? I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel so desperate. And that's when he brought me to this story in the Bible, and he revealed to me how he is the God who sees me. And this story I shared with Olivia back in the day, and I kid you not, it changed everything for us. We still refer to this story even today. And so I want to read it to you. I want to share it to you and then talk about some things in it and what we can pull from it, because it really has transformed for us. And so we're going to read this story, and it's about a woman named Hagar. And you know... 
sometimes stories in the Old Testament are a little crazy. They get a little Kardashian-esque um, just in the <laughs> crazy dynamics that go on. And it's, you know, there's a little bit of this in here in that there are some just messed up things. But there's a woman by the name of Hagar. And man, right away, don't you just feel bad for her that her name is Hagar? I mean, there are no good nickname options. Hag, uh, Hagi. I mean, there's just... <laughs> What a bummer. Like, you you know that you're probably not like very popular or cute if your name is Hagar. I mean, it just, it just sounds so rough. And so, um, you know, when I told this story to the kids, I, I said, we're going to nickname her. We're going to call her Hagee just because that sounds better than Hagar. Um, like, you know, Hagar kind of sounds like a Viking name or something. It just is really, um, brutal. So we're going to nickname her and call her Hagee. But, she was really, really struggling with feeling invisible. And for good reason, she was a servant girl. And so back in those days, you really did not have very much clout. You didn't have status. You didn't have a lot of money. You just did the bidding of whoever owned you. And um, it was easy to feel invisible, I think. But she got into a horrible situation and um, just felt like no one saw her. And then God showed up in a big way. So I'm going to read it. It's right out of Genesis 16. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar, who we're going to call Hagi. So Sarai said to Abraham, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. So here's where it gets a little like messed up because Abraham's, and I'm going to call him Abraham, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, had been trying to have a baby and they couldn't. And so she tells her husband to sleep with another woman. I mean, you got to know this story's going nowhere good because as soon as you get to being, um, as soon as there's infidelity brought into a relationship, you know there's going to be hard feelings and you know there's going to be anger. So the wife tells the husband, go sleep with someone else. So he agrees with her. So Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abraham as a wife. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, with contempt. Okay, so now we have a whole nother level of resentment and bitterness going on here, right? There are a whole lot of hard feelings because Hagar, Hagi, sounds like she didn't really want to marry Abraham. Sounds like she maybe didn't want to have to bear his child. Maybe that's not how she had dreamed or how she had planned. Maybe she wanted or loved somebody else. And so she was forced into marriage. She was forced to have a baby and she was not happy about it. So she starts to mistreat her owner, Sarah, which isn't going to lead anywhere good either. Then Sarah says to Abraham, this is all your fault. <laughs> you kind of got to laugh because she started it and she's blaming her husband. I put my servant into your arms. Now she's pregnant. She treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abraham replied, look, she's your servant. Deal with her as you see fit. So Sarah treated her so harshly, Hagar finally ran away. I mean, I guess I can see where she was coming from, right? You're a servant. You feel like you have no options. Man, you're pregnant, so you're hormonal. She had just had the end. Here she was following through on what she'd been ordered to do, and now she's being mistreated, and she runs away. The story continues that the angel of the Lord found Hagi beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. And the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from? Where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she replied. And the angel of the Lord said to her, 
return to your mistress, submit to her authority. And he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And then the angel also said, you are pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all of his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord. She came up with her own name for him because he had spoken to her, and she said, You are the God who sees me. Now, the original language here, the word is Elroy, and Elroy means the God who sees me. Because God had sent an angel into the desert to tell her that it was going to be okay and that he was going to bless her and he was going to give her descendants. And we don't really talk about that nowadays, but basically that just means she's going to have a rich heritage and a big family and there was going to be blessing down the line. And so God saw her out there in the desert hurting and he went to bring her comfort and give her a promise about was what to come. And he, and he urged her to go back and do the right thing. And she named him the God who sees me because man, she was a servant and she had no rights. She had in that culture, she was not valued, but yet the God of the universe had shown up to talk to just her. That's a big deal. That's a big deal because that translates to you and me because the same God of the Old Testament is the same God today. And if God can show up in the desert for a poor servant girl who has sinned and run away and acted ugly, man, he can show up for me and you. And that is a comfort that even when it feels like no one sees us, God sees us. And that is the comfort that I was able to bring to my daughter, that you are never invisible. It doesn't matter how you feel, how other people treat you. You are seen by the God of the universe, and that makes you special. So I just want to pull out three points from this story that I think are really cool. The first one is this. God went and found Hagee when she was in the desert. He went to her. She was running away. She hit rock bottom. He went and found her. How cool is that? The God of the universe saw he was, that she was hurting, and he went to her. And God will do that for us. The second thing is that God knew her. The angel already knew what was going on in her life when the angel showed up. He knew what was going on. He already had advice ready for her and a blessing. So that God who saw her there also knew everything about her. I mean, think about that. There's how many people on the face of the earth, and he knew the details of her life and had advice for her. So not only did God see her, God knew her. She was known intimately. And the third thing that the angel delivered was that God had plans for blessing her because he cared about her. He loved her. That's the reason that he saw her and he showed up and he went to her and that he spoke blessing over her. He loved her. And that same God who sees us and knows us has words of blessing to speak over us too. And they're written in this book that we call the Bible. And he has so many promises for us written in here, plans that he is going to prosper us and not harm us, that he's going to use the bad things in our life and turn them for good, that he is never going to leave us and we're not alone, that all our days have already been written in his book. He knows exactly what's going to happen to us. Isn't that amazing? It's really hard to feel invisible and like you don't matter when the God of the universe who made everything and holds all of it in the palm of his hands and has unlimited power, 
when you remind yourself that he sees you and he knows you and he has plans to bless your life because he loves you. And what an awesome thing to know and understand about God, that he is not just some being out in the middle of nowhere that's in charge of everything and he's too great and too big to know you or to care about you. The truth is that God who saw Hagee is the God who sees each person, whether or not they're walking with him, whether or not they are free from sin, whether or not life is going good or bad. We see Hagar at a low point. She has sinned. She has run away. She's had a bad attitude and God shows up for her because he loves her. And what an awesome thing about God. So that my friends, is what I talked about in the first installment of Breakfast Club. And so we're going to wrap it up for today. I hope that you are able to glean just a little bit of insight, a little bit of inspiration from this text. Again, I read today out of Genesis 16, the story of Abraham and Sarah. You know, really in the word in chapter 16, there's Sarai and Abram, but I'm just so used to calling them Abraham and Sarah. I knew I was going to trip over it every time as I read it. So you're going to have to give me grace there. Um, But Friends, I hope that this has been, can and will be used in your life. And I just thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's so worth it. Let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time by subscribing to the Mint Podcast so that you don't miss an episode. As always, I love hearing from you. So please visit my website, amintageisler.com and leave me a comment, a prayer request, or a follow-up question, and I will get back to you. In addition, my site is full of resources that are practical and useful, like my blog, the newsletter, downloadable resources that are free, and opportunities to make a difference in the community. Don't forget to subscribe to my email list so that you can be notified when new materials and opportunities become available. Mint Podcasts are directed by Annie Ramirez and are technically directed by Logan Bush. We are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is insanely focused on loving God and loving others. We are passionate about helping to eliminate youth hunger and homelessness, and we invite you to join us in giving love away to those who need it most. If you want to support the work we do here on the Mint Podcast, you can like and share your favorite episodes with your friends, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, or share a screenshot on Instagram or Facebook and link it up with the Mint website.